This is Learned It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. have a very special guest today. Please welcome Samantha Clayton. Samantha is the Vice President of Worldwide Sports Performance and Fitness at Herbalife Nutrition. As a mother of four, including a set of triplets, she understands the importance of finding balance through a healthy and active lifestyle. Samantha competed in the Sydney Olympic Games in 2000 and specialized in the 200-meter sprint and the 100-meter relay. Samantha understands how the human body works and how little changes can make a big difference. She has a bachelor's degree in public health with a concentration in nutrition and wellness. She is her certification through ISA. With an effervescent personality, Samantha makes fitness an achievable goal for everybody, whether they're already regular gym goers or happy just sitting on the sofa. She understands how difficult it can be to make fitness a priority, but it's her passion to reawaken everybody's drive to exercise. Welcome, Samantha Clayton. We are so happy to have you here today. Thanks for having me. So this is the part of the show where we do the big reveal for what song best resonates with your story that you're going to tell today. So can I get a drum roll, please? Samantha, what is your song choice of this episode? Okay, so my song choice is perfect because it's from Bon Jovi, one of my favorites. Bon Jovi was so 80s and my song choice is It's My Life. Oh, man, that is such a good song. And let me tell you, nothing says 80s like Bon Jovi. I think they hit the scene, was it in the mid-80s? I believe it was 80, maybe 86, was it? I can't remember exactly when they came in, but Slippery When Wet, you've got uh, Bad Medicine, you've got Living on a Prayer, all of those songs that just wanted dead or alive, you name it. Those songs were so powerful and different, right? Creative. Definitely. I think back to the 80s and I have two older sisters and my oldest sister was like the biggest fan. And so whenever I think back to that time, I think of these really powerful, strong songs um, that do carry through your life with you. Absolutely. I, and I, I too, with an older brother, remember getting exposed to music that probably I wouldn't normally have been as a youngster. He was four and a half years older than I was. I, I, I grew up on like Pink Floyd and all of those artists, Boston's Third Stage, and so much good music and creativity came out of the 80s. What's unique, I was thinking about with, and I was thinking about your story, Samantha, in your career, 
What's unique about Bon Jovi is that they started in the mid 80s and they continued to produce incredible albums in 2000 and then continue to produce music now. And to me, I look at their career and that they just continue to flourish and shift throughout the years. And what I think about you, and I think about you, Samantha, the Olympian, and I think about like how you continued through your career sharing that knowledge of strength and sharing your knowledge of perseverance and what it takes to be an Olympian and how you continue today to inspire people based on that knowledge and have a huge career in the fitness industry. Definitely. Yes. Bon Jovi and I have something in common. We're just (laughs) aging gracefully and keeping pushing forward. That's for sure. (laughs) Very good. You're very humble, but yes, (laughs) you are. It's so great, Samantha. So here's my, my question. I'd love for you to share with us today, the listeners, our audience, Uh, What is the story that best resonated with that song? I think that's such a wonderful question. And as a former athlete, I could have picked 25 different like athletic stories for everybody. But I just felt like it was really the right time for me to talk about my fitness journey. I transitioned from being an athlete into being a fitness professional, went through many different stages of my career. And with that, kind of as you go through each phase and you're trying to grow, the athlete mentality is you start here and you're trying to get to the top. As an athlete going into the business world, the business world of fitness, my desire was exactly the same. I want to come in and I want to grow and I want to impact as many people as possible and turn my fitness career into that kind of Olympic fitness career. Yes. Um, And so I can share with you that came with a lot of challenges, one of which that was a really tough time for me. If I'm honest, I had been a personal trainer, I'd owned a gym, it was fantastic. But then I had moved to California. My husband's a retired baseball player. So we moved to California and I was starting again, essentially starting to rebuild my business, redefine who I am as a trainer. Had some wonderful years training over at Pepperdine University. And then an opportunity came my way to go to an audition for a fitness video. And so I thought about it and I do what everybody does when they get given an opportunity. I shared the idea with some friends. A few of those friends happened to be in the industry and do that for a living. And I was very surprised off one of my dearest friends to get some true pushback. Why would you want to do this? You're comfortable with what you're doing. Why are you jumping into my space? It felt like a very competitive moment. And I thought about it. My friendship was important to me. But something inside me said, this is, could possibly be a wonderful opportunity for me to get a larger platform. It was for a global nutrition company. It was a big fitness DVD series. And so it was that moment, that song comes to mind. It's your life. It's now or never. And it, that song really speaks to this whole idea that opportunities come your way and you have to make a personal decision if you're going to seize the moment of the opportunity. And so when I look back to that day, and I was very nervous. I think we're all, you know, a mom of four. And at that point, I was a mom of four. It's not like I was in my early 20s. I was well pushing into my 30s, already had four kids. And the thought of going to a fitness DVD audition in the middle of Hollywood with 200 of probably the most beautiful people, it took a lot of kind of confidence in myself to look outside of the, just the aesthetics, just the external I I realized that this company may not be looking for that perfect fitness model. Maybe they're looking for somebody like me who has a real education background in the human body and 
maybe they're looking for a story like mine. And I just got so lucky, Patricia, in that they were looking for that. They were looking for somebody different. And I managed to get the lead job. And so I did seize that moment. And I'm still with Herbalife Nutrition today. I turned a two-week job opportunity into a 10-year beautiful building of fitness career. So I seize the moment and I continue to do it every day. Wow. Wow. I, I love to hear the story. And although I've known you throughout the years, I didn't know the, the details. Was it similar How or how did it differ? Yes, that's a really great question. I think you're, one of the things that you touched on early on there was this whole idea of redefining. The one thing that I love is from the very second as a 21-year-old when I stepped into fitness wanting to help other people, I had one purpose and my purpose was to help people. It's my natural nature. I'm a people person. So even as I've transitioned through my career, whether it's at the university doing one-on-one or to corporate where I am now, my purpose has remained the same throughout. I just feel that the platform has grown. Therefore, you have the ability to impact more people. But going back to that audition day... I did go back to my athletic roots of there's always people who don't want you to succeed. Same in the athletic world. There's several athletes that are on the line that want you to fall flat on your face. It's just the nature of competitive world. And so I had to tap into that athletic side of me that says, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be myself and bring authenticity to the table. So I had to make a choice the night before of do I go in there as somebody who's who owns this space already? Or do I come in as somebody who knows they're stepping into a new form and come in truly authentic? And what's funny is I came in with this, my usual happy-go-lucky attitude when the producer asked me, I said, this is my first ever audition. I'm super excited. When we were learning the routine, I'm not a dancer. For anybody who knows me, I'm not the five, six, seven, eight can follow moves very easily. So I did have to tap into the athletic side of myself to pay attention, stay focused, follow along. (laughs) Um, In that moment, it was amazing. We went through the routine and there was a guy to the left of me that kept starting out going in the wrong direction. And the natural trainer in me and the natural friendly person was like, hey, if you do this with your hand and make an L sign, you'll always know that as we start, they want us to go to the left. So just put your L on your left leg And you'll always know that when we start, we go left because you keep going, you're going the wrong way. And he was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I think it's my nerves. And so it was funny. The director has remained a close friend of mine, Cal Pozo. I'm sure you know him really well. Um, A legend in the fitness industry. He was the one who gave me my first chance. But one of the things he said to me that stood out was, I watched you helping somebody else while you're in your audition moment. And he said, that touched something in me. And so Patricia, I'll share with you, my row got cut. So in the audition, I made it to like the last 50 people. My row got cut. And on my way out, I I went and I thanked them. Thank you so much. Had a great time. It was lovely getting to know you. And he said, can you wait a second, stand to the side? He said, this is a backup audition. This isn't the audition for the lead. That happened three weeks ago. I want to push you forward for possibly being the lead in this. I wouldn't put you in the background. And so it just shows that you just never know where you are, what you're doing, you have to come as your best self, come as your most authentic self, stay true to who you are. I love helping people. So even in the midst of an interview, I want the person next to me to do well. It's just my nature. And so I tapped into that human side of me that in athletics, it's a little bit different because you don't care about the person in the lane next to you. You probably don't even really know their name. But I think in the fitness world, it's not like that. It's like a family and we get to know each other and love each other. And I feel that 
the world's so cutthroat. I see the fitness world as a beautiful place to lift each other up because we all have that one common purpose. We all want to help people. There's no other reason to go into this industry. We don't make a huge amount of money. No. The hours are relentless. <laughs> it takes right. a toll on your body and your voice. We're all in it for the same reason. And so I just feel like that athletic side plays a role in my life every day. But I think my more human connector side has taken over that harsh athletic, not caring of others. Yeah, that's such a powerful story. And I think that's every time I've had the opportunity to meet you, I've always been drawn to talking to you and because of your inspiration and how, who you are, but really how connected you are and your authenticity. And that really stands out in vulnerability. You, in that moment, when you are out there in that audition row, you put yourself out there, you were completely vulnerable in a different space. And then to help somebody and lift them up, I want to talk about what strengths you continue to use in 2020 based on those experiences. So if you look back at your career and in that moment, in that audition, how do you continue to use that strength now in 2020, especially during COVID? Definitely. Wow. What a tough year we've all had. Some of the, the strength is to live true to who you are. So I think that's the first thing is to follow your dreams and your passion. The, the strength of kind of cutting out the background noise and understanding that not everybody's going to have your best interest at heart, even the people that you may think are your friends. So I think that strength of being able to evaluate the current situation understand where you are and understand where you're going. I think those key strengths have helped me now because we don't know what's going to happen right now. 2020 is crazy. Our industry is wild. I think originally, I think we all had probably a very negative view. Gyms are closing and everything's crazy. But then by having that moment of quiet and being strong and thinking actually more people than ever need us to redefine our purpose and reach them in new ways. And therefore, digital fitness has really taken off and connecting in new ways. So I think always changing a negative into a positive. My negative in that moment was that I was really shy about my body. I have carried triplets. I have stretch marks. And what are people going to feel about that? How are people going to think about that? And in that moment, embracing the negatives. This is me. This is who I am. Let me accept who I am. But then that magical switch of switching to the positive. And I think that's what we all need right now is things may be crazy, but how are things going to get better? Where's the positive? If you always look for the bright light, the darkness goes away. That's one thing my mom gave me as a gift. And, and I live to that every day. Wow, that is amazing. And I'm thinking about how what you had said, distractions all fall away, like l getting rid of that noise in the background and really staying true to your purpose. And for me, personally, I, I felt that same need. As soon as the gyms closed, I just started offering Zoom classes at 9 a.m., right? For free, for friends and family. And I showed up every day at 9 a.m. and got to see friends from college, got to see old colleagues would come to classes. And it was just such a great way to redefine purpose and then being of service to others during this really uncertain time. So I love that you, you share that about how you can change obstacles. I think all through our lives, we all deal with so many different issues, right? Where this kind of, it's like a, a moment where a decision that you make can change everything. I, I look now, I'm blessed. I've got four beautiful kids. And I remember when I was struggling with infertility and had to make that decision to go down the road of IVF and all of that drama. 
there was that one moment there where you focus on the negative. Why is this happening to me? Why am I so young and not able to have kids? And then the positive kicks in and you say, okay, on to the next phase. And I just feel like that attitude has served me well in so many areas of my life, be it personal or professional, the same as it it did in athletics. But I think sometimes for people, it, it takes for you to hear it from somebody else to, hey, forget the negative. Let's go with the positive. Let's find the solution. And in my current job, I manage a big team now globally. And that's my whole premise to them is there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be no, there's going to be limited budget. There's going to be challenges. But if we always focus towards the positive, we'll always accomplish something along the way. Wow. I still think about what was a two-week project of a fitness video. You're now vice president at Herbalife, the the company that you were going to do that two-week gig for. And that just speaks volumes to who you are, that perseverance, that drive, and that and and eliminating those distractions so that you can focus on that finish line and that indefinite finish line, right? And I love it. You can inspire so many. And I think that during this time right now, an action item for our audience could be really to look at that light, like your mom said so beautifully. I don't know about you, but I will never never go back to the way life was before COVID. It's so funny you say that. And this is where we talk about the positives. Originally, when everything happened and everything stopped, there was a couple of days where I felt a little unsettled for everybody in my family. I'll be honest that I'll never go back to the way that I was before because I was traveling too much. I was out of the home too much. My kids were overscheduled and overworked. And this time has allowed us to recenter and refocus as a family, find what our purpose is, each of them to redefine their purpose and what they really want to accomplish. And I've got my one son's learning guitar and learning piano, and he's an athlete. We're jocks. This is my family's jocks, an athlete mom and an athlete dad. It's a breeding ground for athletes. And we had never really not so much given them the opportunity to explore those other things. The time had never come about for them to explore those other things. And now we have painting canvases and artwork. Just, I'm like, I'm with you on that. I I never want my life to go back to the way it was because I want to live in this. I'm living in the present. Whereas I've spent my whole life living for the future. What's next week? Who needs to be somewhere on Thursday? Where have I got to take somebody on Friday now? I live in right now in this beautiful moment where you and I are together and I'm not thinking about what's next on my schedule or what's next week. I'm enjoying this moment. And I'm really hoping that a lot of people have pulled that from this time. Absolutely. And, and time to reflect and come together, like you said, all of us together in this uh, one house, all of us in our own little spaces, but then we come together throughout the day. And I felt the same um, about working too much and I totally agree with you, Samantha, on just working too much and really wanting to come together as a family. And then also running my kids ragged. I had them as driven as I was and travel and working hard as much as I was doing the same thing to them. I'm like, let's go to this activity. We got baseball. Now we're going to music or whatever it might be. And I didn't even hear the cues. There were cues that they would tell me. One of them in particular would say, mom, you've scheduled too much for me. I need some downtime. (laughs) Like out of the mouth of babes. I'm like, what? Downtime? And so I will never go back to the way life was before COVID. And I relish in the relationships that I have and the familial relationships in particular and getting this time. Our boys, we were talking about your triplets are 15. My uh, oldest son is 15. 
we only, I only have a few more years with them before they head off to college and how fortunate to be able to be with them, even though I don't see them all that much throughout the day, knowing that they're there and I can check in and it's just solidified our relationship as a family just on on such a, a higher level. Definitely. It's that saying, right? Tap was turned on. We're just running with our life at full speed ahead. The tap was on, but we didn't realize how much water we were wasting because we would just keep going, going, going. It's not until the bill arrives that shows you how much you've spent in your water bill because the tap's been on. I feel like COVID coming along is like that bill that stopped us all to say, wow, your life has been fast and furious and every minute of your time is consumed. And so I think for a lot of people, obviously it's a very difficult time across the board for everybody financially with work, the changing, having to adapt, having to learn new skills, like learning how to use a computer properly in my 40s has been a challenge for me. I'm right there with you. (laughs) But yeah, you and I are on exactly the same page in that, you know what, this time has come. It's taught us all a lesson in the way that things were. And I'm really hoping that we all come out of it so much stronger and so much more connected for sure. Yeah, I, and I do believe um, that will happen for us as, and with our country in turmoil right now and everything that's going on with COVID and if we could just all come together as one human race and lift each other up like you were talking about earlier, which women supporting each other and not trying to knock each other down more of like, how can I be of service to you? Wow, you want to jump into this world. How can I help? That is where we need to be. That's how I've lived my life as a woman has been always about how can we support each other? How can we collaborate? How can we do better for each other? And how can we show up for each other? Right. And granted, I haven't had that. (laughs) I haven't had that experience all the time, but I have had those moments in time. And I feel that even during this time, the women I've met through different courses I'm taking and, and getting to meet with you today and uh, through the podcast, like that there are so many women out there who do want to lift each other up and want to be of service to each other. And I think that that is where even in Black Lives Matter, let's look at that issue as well. A- another example of how can we elevate uh, women uh, and men of color? How can we elevate women? How can we lift each other up as one human race? Definitely. I couldn't agree more. It's kind of like a time of reckoning right now where I think that people need to look inside themselves and, and come together. And I, when we talked about, I found my journey with Herbalife Nutrition was supposed to be a two-week journey. And here I am almost 10 years later enjoying that journey. And I think it's because I'm surrounded by people with that sort of mentality is that the way our business works is that for one person to do well, everybody on your team has to do well. And therefore, if your success is interdependent on the successes of others, it's a very positive environment to be in. For me to be successful, it's imperative that everybody I come into contact with and I interact with are successful as well. And so I feel like transitioning that back into a country standpoint, I think if people really will go back to that mentality is our country's success is really just we have to have that interdependency on each other, regardless of race, color, gender, all of those things. Our success as a country involves all of us doing well. Mm-hmm. For any one person that's not doing well, it impacts us all. And so I, I love that kind of mindset of, hey, we need to lift each other up and yeah. across the board. And who knows, maybe they always say for things to get better, things need to change. 
And sometimes we don't realize things need to change until a major event happens. This is our major True. event. Here we yeah. are in the midst of the major event. Uh, yes, uh, the rug has been pulled out and, and here we go. Now we've got to go back and lay the foundation to a better world, to a better place. And I love this conversation. I could talk about this forever, like I, all day long. I just am so grateful for you to be vulnerable to us and share your story and and what a positive impact it is and will be for women and, and men alike. So for everybody. So I would love to hear a little bit about some 80s trends that you may have loved. If you wouldn't mind sharing, maybe let's start with clothing. Is there a certain clothing? Like if we were in your closet in the 1980s, what would we find? It's so funny that we're on the 80s right now. So a couple of weeks ago, I did a fitness through the ages fun special live event. And it was so funny that for pretty much each era, I didn't actually have to go shopping because I I had those crazy clothes in my closet. So for me, (laughs) the 80s was all about if you think back to the 80s, it was when like track suits were really coming in fashion. We call them track suits. You guys call them sweatsuits here in the US. But like the matching pants to the top. And then there was like the, the nice different shiny materials. I think spandex, although that had started in the 70s and the 80s, it was super appropriate to be out and about in your leggings. And it's now in 2020, it's more than appropriate to be out in your leggings and your spandex. So I loved the trends of the 80s clothing wise. and. Talk about that hair. My sister back then would love to have the lion's mane at the front of her hair, how you back on yes. your hair so it all stands up. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know whether <laughs> I would quite rock that style myself now, but whenever I see it, I'm like, wow, that's a brave and powerful and beautiful um, hairstyle. Yes. For, for me, it was bangs. It was like, how giant can I make my bangs? How much back combing? And then you would spray the hairspray and then curl it with the curling iron and you would watch it sizzle. You're like, you, <laughs> I, I, I should have known that that was really not good for my fine hair. You know? <laughs> I did not take the cue and I just kept going and going. So and, yeah, in 80s trends, there's something so fun and whimsical about the colors and the matching of the socks and the polos. And, and like you said, the spandex in the 80s was just Jane Fonda. Come on. Yeah, like the neon colors, the bright colors, being bold. Um, like I said, the, the whole like matching out. There was a phase where there wasn't, you never would really match your top to your bottom. So it was really matchy, matchy, especially in England, of course. I'm talking about, it, we have a slight difference. I was raised in the UK. So um, yes. our, our fashions were, you know, slightly different, but not too much. I think the 80s was the 80s globally, right? But um, right. in the UK, I know that track suits were huge and watching my sisters and wanting to steal their clothes at that time in my life was, was <laughs> a fun memory for sure. Yeah, did you steal their, Did you steal her clothes? Always, always. And so now when, <sighs> my, when my daughters steal my clothes right now, I feel like it's payback for me stealing my sister's clothes when I was younger. <laughs> that is so funny because my sister and I have a story um, about that because she used to steal my clothes and I was the older sister. And I'd get so mad and, and she, and I'd get mad at her and I would yell at her. And then one day she was terrified. Uh, I had come home early and she was so scared when I had come home that she ran to the backyard and buried my, my Argyle shirt <laughs> in the backyard. And I was like, 
I, I couldn't figure out what happened to that Argyle shirt. Like I love that shirt. And anyway, so many, many years later, she came clean and she said she, she was terrified of the wrath of her older sister. So she had to bury the shirt in the backyard. So crazy. <laughs> oh, good times. All right. I can't tell you how grateful we are to have you um, on this episode today and for sharing your story. And for what I'd love to hear is how we could get a hold of you, how our audience could get a hold of you and get to see more of you. Um, Samantha, if you would mind sharing. Yes, of course. I would love to share that. So I'm a big Instagram girl. So I'm on Instagram at Samantha Clayton Fitness. That's my feed on Instagram. And we also have a free fitness portal, doublelifenutritionfitness.com. There's exercise. I have a big team that put exercises up there and it's free. People can just access it at any time. But yes, anybody who wants to reach out, that's where you can find me, herbalifenutrition.com or through my Instagram feed. Um, And I would love to hear from people, anything to do with fitness, mom life, you name it. It's really a joy to be on with you today and talk 80s, talk life, talk fitness, and of course, connect with you who I adore and love following you in the fitness industry. And I feel like you've just been such an inspirational bright light for me to follow and see what you're doing. I know that you often connect your fitness with charity and that's the ultimate giving in my eyes. So just know that you're inspiring people like me to do the same. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Sam. And I really appreciate you being here today. And everybody, please go check out Samantha Clayton. She is everything you've heard today and more. (laughs) Thank you again. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, Tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.